telling me no. I spent 250 on my fist. I spent 250 on my little G. I forgot my computer to come here. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go back home. <laughs> so you close. Did you get your post meal in at least? Shake or? Um, no, I'll get that right after this. So okay. Good. Yeah, we won't take too long. No. But um, well, hey, that's a good thing because we're talking about the uh, the anabolic window today, right? Yeah, so, I know. <laughs> now, now you're gonna be uh, losing that anabolic window with the, uh, the post game. workout gains. So yeah, yeah. Um, man, if you need to like make a shake or something, uh, go for it. I mean, we're not in a rush here. Um, can always just wait for you to do that. That's all right. I got I got carbs in me. I'm good. Okay, hold me over. Cool. Yeah. So we're talking about the anabolic window today, and I actually have some really good um, questions from the listeners too. So we can do that after. Um, but I'm curious, what do you think about the anabolic window? Do you think that there is one and do you think it's an overrated thing or what's your opinion there? I definitely think it's overrated. However, like since I have a store, man, I have honestly over 50% of the people that I talk to about the anabolic window think it's a real thing where if they don't eat within that 30 minutes that they're going to lose all progress and that workout was a waste to them. Yeah. We try to explain to them that as long as you eat, I'd say within like 60 minutes, even 90 minutes, you're perfectly fine. Obviously, nutrition is very important. You still got to eat, but like there's no like 30 minute anabolic window where you're going to lose everything if you don't eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and it's the same thing with uh, fasting cardio too, because a lot of people actually get worried that they're going to lose muscle with fasting cardio. But I tell people, it's like, you know, if it was that easy to lose muscle mass, the human, you know, humans, uh, homo sapiens would never have survived like we did. If we lost muscle that easily, could you imagine, you know, when we were hunter, hunter gathering, yeah, walking around trying to get food and like just wasting away into nothing, like we just wouldn't survive. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to think that we would lose muscle, you know, fasting for a little while. Um, but I guess where the, uh, the myth comes from is like with the supplement companies, I think where it probably started, right? Cause it's, trying to get like in the cell tech post-workout and the, the protein powders post-workout like immediately and kind of advertising around that fact that getting yeah. it in as soon as possible, the quicker the, the digesting protein it, it is, the better um, and the faster, the better. But I think that it, it all comes down to the, it's a case dependent thing, whether or not that anabolic window is going to be important for you, I think, because if you're the type of person who maybe you you come from work and you know you've had maybe you're you're, you're driving uh, from work and maybe it's an hour to the gym and you know you've eaten your post uh, your pre-workout meal already hour to the gym maybe you train for an hour hour and a half and then maybe it's an hour to drive back home whatever the case may be that's kind of a long time to go without food but if you have a pre-workout meal you have an intro workout shake with some carbs and some EAAs then I don't think it's as essential to need like you don't need to get that 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 protein and that carbon post-workout as uh quickly as you would if you didn't eat or didn't have an intro workout shake yeah exactly i don't get why, why people feel like the 30 minute window is so important yeah still to this day even though like everyone at least i thought most people thought it was a myth but yeah and also with protein powder you can even people that come shop here and i try to explain to them have protein when it's most convenient for you yeah. Like if you're someone on the road and you need to have a shake on the go, have a shake. It doesn't have to, whey protein doesn't have to be post-workout every time. They're like, well, that's the only time I should be taking it, right? I'm like, no, you can use, it's a meal replacement. Yeah, exactly. It's a meal replacement and it's, it's convenience as well. 
convenience like, exactly if you got protein and whatever like if you you know drop your, your tupperware and you have to you know make up that meal okay you could have a shake or whatever um any time of the day and it's fast digesting so i think you were doing this as you were doing like a whole food meal and then a shake and then another whole food meal that could help to get in more calories throughout the day because then you're digesting that shake a lot faster than you would another whole food meal yeah um what about like okay so how how important then is like eating throughout the day is 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 the real anabolic window just like forever then it's like as long as you're training the anabolic window is open you know like you know like a windowsill you know you got your, your pie sitting on the windowsill to cool off and every time you train you're putting a new fresh pie there so it's like yeah. you got to keep that window open all the time well, you're, all, you're always like, training you always need that nutrition right that food timing is extremely important in bodybuilding yeah especially when you're dieting too or cut you're cutting a lot of people like to just do if it fits your macros. I, I, firm, I personally don't agree with that, especially when you're a bodybuilder or even any type of athlete that competes in this sport. You, you want to time your food around your workouts. Yeah. For example, if you're like having a protein high fat meal post workout, that's not ideal. Yeah. The whole purpose is to replenish glycogen. Yeah. So you, need, you should be having a high carb, high protein meal. Yeah. Exactly. So it be broken down differently. You should be adjusting your your calories uh, based on when you train too. Cause some people train in the morning, some people train at night. Yep. Yeah. That, that's a big one too. Like if you train in the morning and you've only had one meal before you train, then maybe that post-workout meal is a little bit more critical for that person. Yeah. And it, it depends too. It's like, like you said, you know, it, it totally depends on the lifestyle, whether you're training in the morning or the night or, you know, after work, before work, it all depends on how long you're going to go without food after your post-workout meal too. Yeah like that window, so to speak, is going to be a little bit more critical if you're going to have, you know, three, four, five hours after that meal where you're maybe not going to eat. Obviously, that wouldn't be ideal for a bodybuilder, but for people that maybe have to go to work after the train or whatever the case may be. But the main yeah. thing I think is that you just always have to be feeding your body. And, and where the anabolic window maybe comes into play a little bit more than is like on contest prep. Yeah, that, that's when it's more critical to get in like, you have to, you have to have your your carbs pre workout, intro workout, and post workout in order to get the best bang for your buck from your training. I also can't deal with the hunger and prep, so I'm like yeah. racing home to yeah. go eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the anabolic window is forced because you're just so hungry by the time. Yeah, you're exactly. Cardio yeah. and posing and training and all that. It's a long session. Yeah, there's so many different approaches to it. Like, yeah. I, I have nothing against eating post workout right away either, though. There's nothing wrong with that. If it's if it works into your plan, do it. Yeah. There's no harm in you know getting your carbohydrates and your fat, your proteins in you right away. Yeah. Right. I try to tell people that if it's like if it's something that you know whether it's a meal timing issue, like let's say you can't get your meal in at the perfect time and you have to wait an hour, that's not something to stress about. And stressing no. about meal timing or you have to get you know 30 minutes you know, post-workout, getting a meal. And I think stressing about it is going to do more harm than, you know, than good at that point. I, I for me, I try to space it out as every two hours. Yeah. Just because if I don't, man, then I'm up all night. Yeah. Right. Then I'm like, I'm staying up all night and I won't go to bed until I get all my meals in. Yeah. Same but here. So like, I, I can't, I can't sleep if I don't. That's I know. Something. And that, and that's the thing. And eating right before bed is not ideal, but sometimes it has to be done. Right. Yeah. It's better than not eating. Yeah. And if it have, you have to do it, do it. Yeah. There was a point, man, where I was waking up 
at like 3 a.m. They get a shakedown. Oh. Shaking olive oil. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> sitting, sitting by my bedside, and I would wake up, set my alarm at 3 a.m., get that in me. Yeah. So oh, it, it's kind of like yeah. this with Jay. I know Jay Cutler was huge on that. Yep. I've done that myself, and I, I can't deny the fact that I put on a lot of size doing that. But I yeah. admit I admit that my sleep really suffered, and I kind of didn't feel that great, you know, in the mornings after doing that. Like, my body was still digesting food when it should – or not food, but a shake still still has to digest it uh, instead of sleeping and, like, recovering. So I think there's a trade-off, but I think uh, if, you're, if you're really desperate to put on size and you want to get that extra, like, feeding – if you're trying to eat like seven meals a day and that seventh meal, I guess would be a shake in the middle of the night to get more calories in then do it. But I think at the same time, like you can only do it for so long. It gets kind of disgusting after a while. Oh my God. I think it's tough in general, man. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, so I try to explain to people, if you really want to be successful in a sport, you got to go all in. Yeah. There's no, like, I'm not, I don't have the appetite today. I don't want to eat today. I'll do it tomorrow. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You got to take it one day at a time. I don't know if you, uh, if you've ever watched uh, Nasser El Sambadi's video, but, uh, or his videos, but he, he always has like, you know, golden nuggets. And one of the things he said was that if you're not going to be top 15 in, in the sport, then you don't have a future. There's no point. Yeah. That's pretty, it's pretty blunt, but and, and yeah. I, I, it kind of fired me up. Cause it's like, I don't, I know. Sometimes I don't know if that's possible, but if it's not possible, then there's no fucking point. So, you know, exactly. it's got to be possible and it's got to be the goal. Yeah. So, so for us, in order to do so, we can't skip meals. We can't afford to take it easy at the gym, but like no one can, you know, you can't rely on your genetics either. Yeah. Right. And it's one of those sports, man, you got to like, it takes, this said a really, a really tough time understanding when I was younger is it takes 10 plus years to, to create a really good physique. Yeah. You know, it, it does. Time. Yeah. Even just to get the base to be like a, a pretty good pro and, and that takes a decade. And then after that, it's like a, then it's a slower grind. Cause then every year you're, you're grinding for just a little bit of muscle. Cause you, once, once you've kind of put on that, that, that majority of your mass, it comes a lot slower after that. Exactly. Well, yeah. you gotta, the whole mindset that I have is it's a crazy mindset to have, but like each workout, you do you try and outdo that workout the next time yeah which seems technically you could i don't know almost impossible to do but that's the kind of mindset you have to go in going into the gym yeah every time you go in the gym you got to go with the mindset not to just hit your reps or hit your rep ranges you got to go in there and fucking <laughs> beat yourself up yeah Train harder than you did last time yeah and i try to explain to people that the diet is the same way you have to treat yeah. it like a gym session every every spoonful of food you know whatever it takes to to get through each meal especially when you're suffering and you're eating so much food that you don't want to eat it because people ask me like how do you get better at eating it's literally just you have to eat if you want to get better at eating yeah. how, how do you think professional eaters train they just eat that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true but like and, I, and I think that has to do a lot with uh what most people do ignore is the digestion part yeah like not, not realizing or not paying attention to foods that are not sitting well. Yeah. You're continuously eating those foods. You can get away with it a couple of times, but if you're continuously, it's in your plan every day and it's not digesting well, you have irregular bowel movements. That's something that needs to be, need to look at. Yeah. Take care of. 
That's right. I just talked, I just talked about, uh, I just did like a, a gut health kind of seminar with all my clients. Cause I think that's one of the biggest things that once you address digestion and you get your client or your, you know, yourself, once you get yourself or your client having perfect digestion, meaning zero gut issues, yes. like not even bloating, not even like gas, nothing, then your body will really start to transform. And it'll, it'll also obviously make your waist look really tight and small when you're not dealing with GI issues. Well, no, no food. I don't, I don't think any food should bloat you. If it bloats you, avoid it. So it's like, I honestly yeah. don't like bro uh, broccoli for that example, because that bloats most people that eat it. Yeah. And that's just the food I just don't add to people's plans because of that reason. Neither do I. And I haven't eaten it in like years. No, no, you know? it's better options for sure. Yeah. So, okay. So what would your advice be to someone who they're trying to maximize their anabolic window, meaning they just want to make the most out of their nutrition plan around their workouts. Uh, what would your advice be to that person? And how would that change for a contest prep versus an off season? Like the anabolic window, like what to eat? Yeah. Like someone who wants to maximize the anabolic window, like pre-workout, intra-workout and post-workout, what would you recommend? Um, so for high carb carbs always come first, replenishing glycogen. And then giving yourself a good uh, fast digesting protein and keeping fats at zero or as close as you can to zero. So yeah. something that's super easy digesting like cream of rice um, or you can even do oats, banana, honey, something like that. Something that's quick and easy to get in. Personally for myself, um, I don't have a huge appetite after the gym. So I tend to, to have a shake um, in the off season I do and prep it's a little different, but yeah. that's my best advice is keep it High carb, high protein should be probably your, your one of your highest protein, highest carb meals, not yeah. protein, sorry, highest, highest carb meals. The post-workout. Yeah. 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 Do you so, think that, do you think that the pre-workout meal has to be one of the highest carbohydrates meal as well? I think balanced with your roughly the same as your post-workout. It also depends if you're someone that likes to drink intra drinks. Yeah. So most of my clients, um, depending on where they're at, um, have intra, intra carbohydrates. Okay. Yeah. The way I approach the pre-workout meal on a contest prep is that I always want to have some slow digesting carbs. And I usually, I usually always do that on contest prep because if I don't have like yams or something pre-workout, then I will uh, crash halfway through the workout. Like if I have like just cream of rice or, or rice, but if I do have cream of rice or rice um, instead of like yams or oats, then I'll, I'll definitely add like some almond butter or some fats to that meal. Yep. And, uh, and that slows down the digestion so that I'm not like, you know, losing my stamina or, or losing the pump halfway through the workout. And then I do the intro workout. Uh, I always think that you should have at least some type of intro workout. If you're trying to really lose like body fat, then I would cut out the carbs from the intro workout, but I would still keep the aminos. Yes. Um, but if you're, if you're, if you can handle the intro workout carbs, if you need the carbs, uh, for your training, if you, you know, if you're 260 pounds plus, you're probably going to need intra carbs probably all the way through your contest prep. Yeah. Um, and I leave it, I leave it in right until, uh, like show day, man. I don't cut yeah. it out. Yeah. I try to, I try to allocate more of my carbs to once I start getting closer to, then I start taking them away from breakfast and, yeah. and last meal. And then I start kind of taking them away from second meal and fifth meal. And then it yeah. kind of just ends up where it's only pre intro and post. Yeah. Um, and then I personally, I try to have the most carbs post. Um, and so I'll probably do like, let's just say if I'm doing like hundred grams pre of carbs, then I'll maybe try to push it to like 150 
uh, post and then maybe like 50 to 100 intra. Yeah. Yeah. It's something similar. The other thing that's really good about those carbs that you, the, the powder carbs is that it takes away a ton of volume from like rice or other carbs that you have to eat whole food wise. Yeah. And I don't get any bloating from it. No, I don't either. And especially with uh, the unflavored ones too, because if I use a lot of sweeteners, sometimes I get bloating. Yeah. But if I use unflavored carbs and I don't get any. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, cool. So do you want to get into a couple of these listener questions? Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Uh, give me one sec. Okay. Some of them are serious and some of them are not. <clears throat> what, what do you do backstage to mentally prepare for your performance? It. I try to keep myself calm, sit in a room that's with the few, fewest people in the room. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like to talk at all unless it's to my coach. Um, and yeah, I keep calm. I don't really pump up too much until about 15, 20 minutes before stage. I try to keep my, like I say, keep myself calm until then. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my approach to it. Yeah. I do a lot of posing, a ton of posing backstage. Yeah. I find that helps me uh, tighten everything up instead of just doing a crazy pump. Because I find if I pump up too much too early, I lose it. Yeah. And it's a very fine line. It's, it's, it's all about it timing. Yeah. It's all timing, man. Yeah. And I like what I see, especially at these amateur shows, is everyone starts pumping up as soon as they get backstage. Yeah. And I, I literally can see these guys like losing it, like deflating as, as the time goes on. Right? Yeah. Cause, cause there's only so much you can uh, fill with glycogen that if you start losing your glycogen before you even got on stage, you still have to pose on stage that still uses a lot of energy. So you yeah. really have to pace yourself. And I watched um, uh, Juan Morel pump up backstage. And I think like maybe he has the best approach because he was like, he was basically pumping up like right until he walked on stage. Like he yeah. literally was doing push-ups, and they were like, you have to go on stage. And he's like, okay, one second, did a couple more and then he went on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, I guess that was like, and he, and I think he won that show too. I think that was... Yeah, New York Pro. That's the best approach. Time, try and time that properly, though. That's yeah. The yeah. A lot of these shows, they say you're on in ten. It's an hour. It could be an hour. Exactly. That's why yeah. you got to start slow and and kind of like when you see like the guys in front of you going on. That's when you're like, okay, yeah. I have like you know maybe like a minute now, so I can really get going and then make sure you're ready for the stage. And that comes down to the coach telling you or just experience. Like yeah. I've done, I've done twelve, thirteen shows now, so it's just experience understanding that, that it's it changes every time yeah you know, pay, like you said pay attention to who's going out yeah i'm the same as you backstage i like to keep you know quiet and just reserving energy so i'm usually lying down and then like you before i pump up i like to get in that posing kind of when i'm still like i guess flat and dry just kind of squeeze out as much as possible um I, I find that you know just having headphones on backstage really helps to kind of cut out the, the you know the chatter and the noise around yep. um, and just kind of get into the zone I just like kind of like relaxing calm peaceful music um, until it's time to pump up then when it's time to pump up it's like go time but until then I, I always think that staying as relaxed as possible is the best way to go um, and sometimes like you can get caught up with talking to competitors backstage too much 
um, the yeah. best thing to do, in my opinion, is just save your energy and just chill out. Yeah, I'm 100 percent, man. I can't yeah. I can't talk to anybody but backstage. No, no. There's <laughs> lots of time to do that after because you're gonna I'm go nervous, out for dinner. I'm nervous though and excited at the same time. Yeah. For me, for me, I find that like uh, there's there's only so much energy you can give on that day, and you really want to save it for the stage. You got to be like on during those moments where when it's your time to shine. So you can't uh, on that day. Everybody that 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 supports you is going to understand that on that day it's your day. You've got to be all about yourself and to yourself. Yes. Okay. The next question, I think this is a pretty cool question. If you had to pick a new career or pathway tomorrow, what would it be? A new career? Well, I have a, I have my store. I have the coaching business. But if something... Something new. <laughs> something new that I always liked was be, I don't know, be a firefighter. That's what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what's weird is I went to school for environmental sciences. That's what I graduated with. Okay. That's nothing to do with, with what I do now. But yeah. It opened a lot of windows. That's why I took the course. Gotcha. Um, that's, yeah, that's the other job I would be interested in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Be honest. Yeah. What about you? Um, before I got into bodybuilding and I went to school for kinesiology, but I was actually originally going to go to school for culinary and to learn how to cook and be a chef. So I probably would have done that if I didn't get into bodybuilding. <laughs> That'd be a good combo right now. Yeah. <laughs> or pro or pro paintball. That was, yeah, that was, yeah. That was the that idea was for about three years. And I'm like, I don't think there's a future in this. No, <laughs> I know, man. Like, cause the thing about paintball is you gotta be like, you gotta be a pro by like 18, 19 at the latest. That's yes. You gotta be in there and then you, you know, that's it. Like you gotta be a young guy and it makes it a hell of a lot harder being a bigger guy too. So I also started, but you, I, cause you said you saw, I started bodybuilding around this, like a few years in and I became too big of a target. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't hide behind the bunkers, man. The bunkers are pretty small, man. Like they're small. Yeah. When you go back to them after you've been bodybuilding for 10 years, you go back to those bunkers, the Doritos yeah. not the same size. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what was the biggest mistake that you've made during a peak? Oh, multiple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> my worst one um, was in, actually not my worst one. They're all, we, there's just one bad one, which was um, in Edmonton. So my first national show, we were doing perfect going in. I had all my food prepped, ready to go. Uh, a day out, I ran out of, can't remember which food it was, but I ended up buying something that was off what I'm used to, used to eating, and it it destroyed my stomach. Oh, to the point where like I was running to the washer, man, and I couldn't fill out properly after that, and I looked inflamed, I looked, I looked watery, and it's like it's so frustrating because I was looking so good going up to that, that it just it ruined my look for the that night. Yeah, for, for my show. So yeah, it happens, man. Yeah. Uh, I've the, the worst one I had, I, I'll never forget this one because it was uh, in 2013 and I was working with a coach from uh, the UK and he was a really good coach, at least I thought. But then when it came down to the peak week, he had me eating like burgers and uh, uh, diet Cokes. <laughs> and I was like, 
at first I was like, okay, this is, this is great. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to eating a burger and having some, some diet Coke. But then after I ate it, I was just like, I got watery and I was just like, this is bad. And I remember taking pictures uh, and I was, I was working with fusion bodybuilding at the time and they yeah. reposted it and they were like, Robin's drying out perfectly. And I just looked, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I can see all the water going into my body. Oh, like this no. is going to be bad. And yeah. I almost didn't compete that year. I almost like didn't go on stage the next day. Cause I was so embarrassed, but I did. And I didn't look my best, but you live and learn, right? I didn't, I didn't look terrible, but it's just, it was frustrating because it, it did change my look quite a bit. Yeah. Cause, cause of, like I said, cause of my stomach issues, like you throw my stomach off, you throw a curveball, and my stomach was a mess, man. Yeah. You can't, I couldn't correct it after that. No, There's nothing I could do. Not when you're that close. Yeah. No, no. But. Uh, what do you guys do when you lose motivation? It happens to everyone. <laughs> I feel like you feel that every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the motivation, man, honestly, I like to watch motivational videos before I go. Yeah. Um, I think this, the fact is that, like you said, with leg day, the workouts kind of scare me. Yeah. So it's like, I feel tired going to the gym, but as soon as I get there, I get moving, you know, then I feel okay. But like, we all lose motivation, man. That's yeah. just part of it. It's all about how disciplined you are, how consistent you are. Yeah. This motivation comes and goes. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. I mean, when motivation wanes, then discipline have, has to pick up the slack. And I know it's easier said than done for sure. Um, but I think that's where like the repetition and the practice and the consistency comes in because I think once you've been doing something for a certain amount of time, like for you and I bodybuilding for a decade plus, a lot of things just become like unconsciously, we become unconsciously competent at doing what we need to do throughout the day. So whether it's meal prep or eating the meals, it's just, it's built into our muscle memory almost where it becomes a lot easier once you've been consistent for a long time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there's days that there isn't going to be days where you don't want to wake up and do your cardio. You don't want to wake up and eat six meals or whatever. But yeah, honestly, man, if you throw on a Machiavelli motivation video and you can't like yeah. get through like your meal or, or, or get yourself to the gym, then maybe it's not the right sport for you. Because as soon as I watch like, I don't know, anybody like Lee Priest or just any bodybuilder that's better than me, I'm like, fuck, I got to get better. And then that's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I feel the same way, man. Yeah. <laughs> it fires me up. Yeah, man. So it, I don't know if you're, if you're having a shit day, just watch a Machiavelli motivation video. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah Gunter is my go-to videos. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yo, if you, if you relate yourself to someone and you want to, you know, attain that, that body, then that's your vision. Yes. That's what you're following that path. So yeah. I think people just need to be patient, man. Everyone yeah. talks about motivation. And then the problem is social media so misleading and there's so much poor information out there. And it's, you know, what social media is like, it's all like glamor. Everyone's, yeah. everyone looks amazing. Everyone's doing amazing, but they don't, they don't know the behind the scenes. No. And, right. and social media destroys us too, because it, it just, it always, it just always feeds us dopamine. So we're always looking for more. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you just got to put your phone away and just go to the gym and not even look at your phone. Just go fucking train. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, how often do you cheat on your meal plan in the off season? And how often do you cheat on your meal plan in prep? Shouldn't say anything. <laughs> don't want men to watch this. <laughs> um, off plan, honestly, probably once a week, man. That that I'll cheat. That's about it. Yeah. And it's not even a cheat meal. It's like sushi. 
yeah. So that's that's about it, man. I, don't, I really don't cheat. There's the odd time I'll get a burger and fries, but to, honestly, it doesn't digest the greatest for me. So lately, for the past six months or so, I just stick with sushi. Yeah, I like. I don't mind eating the same things every day, man. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Even in prep, man, if you're eating a pizza in front of me at like two weeks out, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I get anxiety if I have to go out for dinner with, you know, like, let's say you're going out to dinner with your family or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's a restaurant that, you know, you're not going to be able to get what you want. Oh I don't like, God. I don't like that. It's like, for me, it's like sushi, sushi or nothing, you know, make, yes. make it at least, at least, you know, what you want it to be. Or a steak, potato. I'll do that. Yeah. The, keg, the, the keg is pretty good. Sushi's good. It's not a cheat meal, but. Yeah, I'd rather eat that than anything else. Yeah, I I don't I don't like to cheat at all on prep because oh. with 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 prep it can like really open the gate. You know, the once that gateway's open and you get your taste buds going, it's like man, it's so hard to come down from that and and to like talk sense back into yourself. Like, so I should be, once I should you be go prep. like cheat meal and then you go like dessert after, it's like that's too much. I think it's like you really don't need that much. You shouldn't be that depleted or eating that little calories where you where you'd have to warrant like a two thousand calorie plus cheat meal. For me, it's like if I need to get more carbs in, then I'm just gonna eat some more rice or some more oats or some more whatever. So I I should be more specific. I have ne like never cheated in contest prep. Yeah, like I didn't think I didn't think you would, but for off season, yeah. off season might be odd time I will, but I'm still very strict. Um, but like when I hit like twenty weeks out, man, like I'm talking to the gram of rice yeah. i am measuring that shit yeah <laughs> for does the off season does it piss you off if it's like one gram off it, it drives me nuts yeah i gotta take it out man i take it out but if it's if it's like right now in the off season i'm still not the off season but if it's like if i'm supposed to eat 400 grams of rice and it says 405 whatever i'm not yeah. too worried about that right now yeah yeah that's not going to be a big game changer but like when i'm 20 weeks out i just like to be super super focused and super strict yeah. Everything you're supposed to do. Yeah. I think that's what makes uh the best body is when you're meticulous with everything. Yes. I don't want any reason to not come in shape. Because it enhances your it enhances your mindset. Every time you do something perfectly to the T, you're like, yes, I'm doing it. And you feel good about that. Yeah. Keeps you going. For I sure. ate what I was supposed to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're gonna wrap this up with one more question. Have you ever taken a shit so big it felt gay? <laughs> One of those questions, eh? One of those questions. <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that person. I think we all have. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know how to answer that either. That's a yeah. little... And... I'm just going to say no. Never, never thought that way. No. Yeah. No. I don't want to think about that when I'm... When yeah. I'm I just want to... I just, you know, I want to go in there, release... <laughs> no. Get yes. back to my day. Thanks. Now I'm gonna be fucking thinking about that next. Time. I know. Great. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, let's let's do one more. Let's do one more good one. What What's the most challenging thing mentally when you're bulking, and how do you deal with it? And I already know what the answer is gonna be. Food. That's it. <laughs> like, it's how do you deal with it? You how do I it? deal with it? I you just have to I eat deal it. with it. I deal with it by taking it one meal at a time. Yeah. It sucks, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I nobody likes eating that much. But I'll tell you, it's the same thing with the little rewards is once you finish that last bite of that meal, you feel pretty good because you know you got two <laughs> yeah. hours to relax till the next one. <laughs> yeah, <two hours. laughs> 
two hours that's it <laughs> then when it's like 30 minutes out you start getting the anxiety it's like i'm not ready to eat but i know i gotta eat again no, I gotta eat. if i don't then like i said i'll be up all night that's right but yeah it's just like i said just take it one meal at a time yeah it's a good advice and yeah. and same thing same thing with like anything right now if you feel overwhelmed like the, the amount of food your coach gave you is daunting or the workouts look too challenging just take it one workout one meal at a time or like even for like if my meal's there i will not get up until i'm done yeah if as soon as you step away from that like you're probably not going to finish it so what do you what do you like to do while you're eating to like kind of uh, help you get through that meal then do you watch youtube or anything like that no not really actually just watch tv yeah i like to, i like to eat in front of the tv yeah, yeah. I try and keep my mind off of what I'm. I don't I try not to look down. Yeah. <laughs> and see how much food I have left. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I definitely like to eat in front of a screen on the off season. And then on prep, I try to get away from it and just like look at my food because then it just feels a little more satisfying. That too. When you're really so, hungry, at least. You know what I do when I'm really hungry, man? I'll throw it back in the pan, add some extra spices to it, makes it look. A little more, a little more volume to it. I don't know if you've done that. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just microwaving your meal. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I do that with every meal. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. I can. When if you I can, can, for sure. Yeah, if you're at home, those are the best days. Yes. Nothing's worse than than on prep when you like if you're out and about and you just for some reason you can't get a microwave and you're like, well, here we go, you know, cold fish. It's not cold, a great feeling. It's the worst. Cold fish. It's like. Yeah, no, that's, I, I've, I've done that multiple times, especially when I go to uh, go to shows where my clients are competing. Yeah. Most of the time, you got to eat your food cold. Yeah, yeah. But I do it. That's it. <laughs> it just takes that's what it's all about is how do you do it? Minutes, you 20 do minutes. It. Yeah. <laughs> it takes like 40 minutes to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. One more question. Uh, sweet or salty? Ooh. Man, I don't know. Let's say salty. Yeah, I'm a salty guy for sure. Yeah, yeah, salty for sure. Yeah. 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 Awesome, man. All right, well, I'm, I'll let you go get your food in. It's always All good right. chatting with you. Um, again, guys, if you have questions, we'll, we'll talk about them in the next week episode. Um, try to get Joe on again next week. Yeah, sounds good. All right, man, get that food in. We'll talk soon. All right, man. All right. Yeah.